Hello again out there in uh, Birdland. It's uh, Anson Tebbets along with uh, Chip Darmstadt. And by golly, we made it to February. Yeehaw. I don't think January, I don't think. I love flipping the page. Yeah, flipping the page to February is kind of nice. And, and I have to say, I think January was a rough month. It was it was cold. One of the, I think it's one of the top 10 coldest months uh, we've had on record. Yeah, so many days in single digits and below zero. Yeah, it was a crisp month for sure. And no thaw this year as well. No thaw and plenty of wind. But uh, a little bit of snow in, is uh, is here. And here we are, uh, your weekend edition of For the Birds. And believe it or not, I think it might have been midweek, we got up to into the 30s in some spots, maybe in 40s some spots. And the birds, believe it or not, started singing a little bit, huh? Yeah, it's amazing. Um, you know, it's funny, when even when it gets into the 20s, it starts to feel like spring. <laughs> you know, I, I always wonder, too, are, are the birds responding to the warmth or are they responding to the, the increasing day length? Because um, even on a really, really cold day, this time of year in February, you do hear the chickadees singing, doing their territorial Phoebe song. So, I, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, the days getting longer and uh, that might trigger some uh, territorial response or urge to sing and, um, you know, maintain those pair bonds and anticipation of the upcoming nesting season. Yeah, because the uh, sunrise is coming about seven o'clock in the morning, a little after seven. And then this week we went beyond five o'clock for the sunset now. So that's that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, that's it's definitely no, it's noticeable now. I, I took the um, the dog for a walk a couple of days this week and was amazed at the the number of birds singing. Uh, woodpeckers were drumming, both hairy and downy woodpecker drumming away. Um, there were nuthatch singing, uh, both red breasted and, and white breasted, and um, and what maybe what was most exciting because I hadn't seen one all month. Uh, was brown creeper singing, Anson. I know one of your favorite birds. I heard two mornings in a row, brown creeper singing their beautiful song. Yeah, the brown creeper is a is a, a cool bird um, right against the bark, but uh, you must have pretty good ears still if you can still hear the, uh, the, the brown creeper. I can, yeah. I guess all those rock concerts in my youth didn't do too much damage. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah they, have, they really have a high-pitched song, don't they? I know it could be yeah, uh, hard to hear, but it, it carries a long ways. And it's just, I find it a really magical song. This is cascade of notes, spiraling notes. Um, so a hard bird to see often. Um, they're so well camouflaged against the bark of trees where they spend you know, 99.9% of their time. Um, but they, you know, they give themselves away when they sing. And they've got that special tail that helps them um, maneuver, right? Yeah, the long and fairly stiff tail, like a woodpecker, uh, and a curved beak perfect for probing into the crevices of bark. So it's a, it's a woodland bird. You know, they like mature woods with large trees, um, you know, like a maple tree. is like a perfect place for a creeper. Lots of nooks and crannies for it to explore. And they have, again, that camouflage pattern on the back, just buff and brown, and they just blend in really well. 
Uh, you mentioned maple, and we're just on the, you know, a lot of people have been in the woods getting ready for sugaring, and a lot of people are, you know, checking the lines and getting them all ready to go and getting the sugar house ready and also uh, tapping in case that, that run does come in, in February, and it will. Um, but the brown creeper is one of those that the sugar makers will certainly hear out in, out in the woods. Yeah, it's definitely a bird associated with uh, that time of year, sugaring time. Which one do you think, Anson, um, by the middle of the month or maybe closer to the end of the month? I guess it's hard to predict, but uh, it usually happens sometime in yeah. February, right? Yeah, some of our, you know, our larger operations have uh, already tapped and are just, you know, standing by uh, waiting to happen. I did talk to one that I think we may have had a run, was maybe it was December, we had a little bit of run and, and some folks actually made some maple in, in December, some wow. of those bigger operations. So. Yeah, everyone. Everyone wants to make sure they don't miss that. Um, you know that first run um, that's out there. So yeah, people are getting ready, and uh, you can tell by the sun a little bit that we're we're getting closer to that. We're just on the cusp of uh, of sugaring for sure. Oh, awesome! Good stuff. Awesome. Well, that's great. <laughs> uh, I know we're, we might be pushing it a little bit, but uh, we yeah. know there's some more cold and snow ahead of us. But uh, we're getting there. I haven't heard my owls yet, but owls are out there hooting away, right? Yeah, yeah, great horned owls in particular. It's you know it's the the start of their nesting season, and they'll often uh, do their really deep hooting um, at, at near dawn and dusk. Mostly a Champlain Valley bird. They they are in Washington County as well, in smaller numbers, but um, much more common in, in the in the in farm country in the Champlain Valley. Um, barn owls, I haven't heard any myself recently, but yeah, we'll be hearing them soon too. Uh, you know, one thing I love to do, Anson, in, uh, is get on eBird and see what photos people are posting on eBird. Mm-hmm. And if you if you just go to Vermont eBird and you go to the homepage and you scroll down, you'll see photos that people have taken um, of Vermont birds and have posted with their eBird checklists. And there's a lot of photos right now of eastern screech owls sunning themselves um, in, in in the um, cavities. And so they'll, you know, they're a cavity nester and they roost in cavities in, in large trees and also wood duff boxes too, things like that. And they'll often on a sunny day just, you know, hang out at the um, entrance to the, the nest hole or the cavity and just sun themselves. And there's a lot of great photos right now uh, mo- again, mostly in the Champlain Valley of screech owls sunning themselves, some rufous morph owls and some gray morph owls. And, uh, uh, you know, I've seen that a few times, but what a treat to come across a, uh, a roosting screech owl at its nesting cavity. Yeah, you've got to have some uh, some good eyesight because the camouflage, or you, sometimes you can't, can't even see them. But they're absolutely, um, I hate to use the word, but they're actually adorable. Um, they are. You know, Um <laughs> Absolutely adorable if you can catch them in the right light. But you're right. I've seen a lot of postings lately of, and some of them have that, so they're reddish, right? Some of them look very red. Yeah, there's two different color morphs, and they'll maintain that same coloration their entire life. But there's a reddish rufous morph, and then there's a, a the grayish morph. Um, I think in Vermont, there's more gray than rufous. Um, I think, and I think there's a, a rufous morph becomes more common the further south you go, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, and, um, there's no, um, you know, nothing that won't change as they age. Rufous morph birds will nest with gray morph birds, and 
Um, yeah, it's just uh, for some reason, this is true for a lot of owls. There's these different color morphs. And we saw, um, I think I saw a posting, someone, one of those cold mornings had one right against the windowsill at their, at their poultry farm. <laughs> so oh, they, were, wow. they were right up. Uh, I think they were trying to stay out of the wind, but it was one of those, you know, dreadful wind chill days we had, but it was right up against yeah. the glass trying to probably get some warmth and some protection from the wind. Was that a screech owl as well? Yeah, it was a screech owl. It was up in, uh, in the Isle of Mott, up in Isle of Mott. Oh. So it's oh, cool. kind, of, kind of fun up there. Yeah. Happy yeah, bird. So a lot of owl sightings right now. I've seen some barred owls around. I haven't heard them, but I've been seeing some. And um, as I know there's a snowy owl down in Wyndham County right now um, in Brattleboro. So that's it. It's a good time to go out and, and look for owls, uh, you know, snowy owls during the day. But uh, if, you're, if you're feeling brave and you want to go out at night and bundle up, and it's a good, good time of year to go out and listen for owls. Good stuff. All right. Well, February is here. Uh, Valentine's Day is approaching. Um, and uh, we really enjoy February because uh, we're getting closer to March, which March is closer to April. And you know what comes after that. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's a good time of year. I mean, like, I, it really cheers me up to hear the, the birds singing in the morning. Uh, even a purple finch, Anson. I heard a purple finch singing. So it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's some, a sign of things to come. Great stuff. We do have to fly out of here for another weekend. Until next time, I'm Manson Tevitz. I'm Chip Darmstadt. Or the words.